Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, the podcast where I show you how the practice of inner kindness changes everything. Through the conversations here, I'll teach you how to turn that harsh, critical, and even hurtful inner voice into one that is kind, supportive, and healing. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I am so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and how are you doing today, my friend? I hope that you are just landing in where you are and I hope that today's podcast is a little bit of, you know, something that just brings you back to you, being a friend to you. I feel like we all are so good at you know, being kind, like it's easier to be kind to other people. It's easier to extend a kindness or, you know, even forgiveness to somebody else than it is to ourselves. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. This idea of, you know, we just become and have become so practiced in really knowing the way to push our own buttons the way to, you know, try to nudge ourselves. And if that doesn't work, we start to judge ourselves and get sassy with ourselves. And if that doesn't work, then we, some of us become downright cruel to ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to say that that sounds like a heavy start, but by the end, I hope that you will start to have a little bit of, you know, a a release in yourself. Uh, And that's my, my hope, that's my intention that I'm putting out onto this episode, is that you'll come away feeling like, you know, just feeling better. If you missed my interview last week with Simone Grace Soul, we were laughing because, you know, doing all of this inner work, sometimes it's as simple as it feels less shitty inside of us physically to extend a little kindness, a little forgiveness, a little willingness to allow and accept who we are and how we just showed up. Even if we think it was a monster mistake and failure, can we offer a little bit of internal grace. So here we go. You know, again, if you find you are someone who has an easier time being kind to others than to yourself, well, you know, you're not alone in that, my friend. We all do it because we all want to be liked. We all want to be admired. We all want to be accepted, approved of, loved. We all want to be seen as like, oh, wow, look at the the thing that they created or what they did. And the trouble is when we stop extending that kindness back inwards, if we do that over time, it has big ramifications if it's not attended to. Because we all know what stress does to our bodies. You may have felt the effects of you know, times in your lives where 
where you had in your lives? <laughs> have you had multiple lives? Maybe we have. But feeling times in our lives when we have extended periods of anxiety, of worry, you know, in the pandemic, a lot of people began reaching out to me because it felt like that their nervous systems, their bodies were just on constant alert. And so physically, we have evidence of what that looks like when we are less inclined to point that inward kindness, um, point that kindness inwardly to ourselves. And, you know, it can cause real physical problems. And I probably have another podcast that I will put out someday regarding my own walk through physical health and how I believe it is connected to my inner kindness or lack thereof for, you know, decades of my life. But what about mental health as well? You know, I'm not specifically going to get into receiving diagnoses and things like that for specific conditions as it relates to the amount of inner kindness we have. Although being ADHD, I definitely have personal experience in that department. And like I said, you know, both mental and physical um, diagnoses in my life that I believe are connected to uh, the inner kindness in my life. So something to, to think about. And I believe that a lifetime of constant self-deprecation or negative self-talk, it adds up. It adds up. Even if it's small slights, you know, constantly doing, you know, making these sassy remarks to yourself or constantly having little judgments about yourself. And this is what causes burnout in our lives. This is what causes a feeling of overwhelm. This is what causes depression. And we can attend to it. We could do something about it in our lives, starting right now with an inner kindness practice. It really, for me, the lack of inner kindness affects how I am showing up in the world. And some of the indicators that I notice in my own life that I am going down this route of not tending to this, not being aware of my my choosing not to, or even not being aware that I'm not being kind to myself, it shows up when I feel like I'm too busy to do my self-kindness practice. That's a warning signal. So how about for you? When you think about extending kindness to you, whatever that looks like, notice how your mind likes to say, oh, well, we'll get to that. And, uh, you know, one way that I used to talk about it a lot was, you know, it gets put on the back burner. And we know that the back burner things in our lives tend to stay back there. And, you know, they sit in the pot for a long time and they bubble and they become thick and gooey. And yeah, I don't know how that analogy works, but anyway. And, 
you know, another way that I know that I'm not attending to that inner kindness is when it's it's consistently being set aside and needing, it's like I'm needing to wait until such and such is happens or such and such occurs, then I can go back to my inner kindness. And this recently was just showing up in my own business. Like I noticed how little I was celebrating the successes in my in my business and doing this this coaching business, this self-kindness work with people. I had goals, you know, just like we all do, and marks that I wanted to to hit. And there is such a tendency in our lives to continue to move the goalpost, right? So we, you know, for me, maybe when I was just starting, I was like, well, if I'm working with one or two clients, that's going to be great. And I did that. And then, well, maybe it's a few more clients and did that and more clients. But it's, oh, my mind is always like, well, you know, now you have new revenue goals or now you have new numbers that you want to hit. And so the lack of celebration, the lack of enjoying where I am right here and now, that's an indicator that I'm missing an opportunity for self-kindness. Now, my life is all about finding where that kindness, where that um, joy can show up in my life. And I love trying to find it in, in the most random places. But when putting off your own inner kindness is a result of believing that your joy, your happiness, your peace needs to wait or is contingent on something else, well, I have found that that is simply not true. It's not contingent on something else. It doesn't need to wait. And my inner kindness doesn't come from the fact that I have had joy. It's my inner kindness that leads me to feeling joy. So it's the opposite. It's the turnaround. If you've heard me talk in the past, I'm always curious about taking my thoughts and turning them around as taught by one of my favorite mentors, Byron Katie, and her process, The Work. So your inner kindness is coming first. It has a ripple effect on everything else in your life. And I have lived this, my friend. You can ask me, how do I know this? Um, Well, I am walking proof of it. And so many of you have shared with me that you're walking proof of it too, that you can find kindness even in the midst of this challenge that you find yourself in, this situation that you find yourself in, all of the thoughts telling you that you can't, you know, relax or be happy or at peace until. You are allowed to enjoy your life wherever you are in that journey. And that can be a radical idea for some of us. So learning how to access your inner kindness, your inner trust, your inner acceptance and love prior to the external proof that it's okay 
to now be kind to you, that somehow you've earned it, it's, it's like that is the secret. Learning how to do that, how to access it first before you believe or your uh, ego brain is telling you now you can, now you're worthy of it. And what we're doing really is we're proving to our own self that we are worthy, that we are smart enough, we're capable, we're acceptable, we're responsible, we're caring by showing ourselves and proving that to ourselves first. Well, that's the secret. When you understand that you are 100% free to go and be and do you first, that's the secret. So make it your mission to learn how to be a friend to you first. And I like to say the entire world will thank you. And eventually your own brain will thank you too. So here are a few steps of how to begin doing this. If you're still with me and you are still interested in how do I access this Pete first and have that be the ripple ripple effect in my life. So number one, start by noticing when and where you aren't being kind to yourself. Where you aren't being as kind to yourself as you are to others. It's like, where are you not letting yourself off the hook? Where does that sassy, judgy mind come in? Where are you overly critical about yourself? Where you might have a little bit more patience or let somebody off the hook in another area of your life? You know, and number two, watch for what you are feeling in those moments. Does that feel helpful? Does that feel like it's going to change that deficiency that you believe is there? You know, what's coming to mind is just maybe put yourself in front of the mirror and notice, are you being as kind to yourself as you would be to others in that moment? Where are you not letting yourself off the hook when you stand in front of the mirror and see that image looking back at you? And those feelings, are those helpful feelings? Like, we think that looking at ourselves in the mirror, or maybe we're looking at our bodies, or if you're presenting as a man, and you are thinking like, oh, geez, I'm looking, you know, I want to beef up, I want to feel like more muscular. Like, do those feelings, does the way that you're talking to yourself, is that helpful? Number three, see where it's possible for you to find a little bit of room for going easier on yourself. Maybe a little bit of room for forgiveness. You know, you're a human being. Guess what? Human beings make mistakes. Human beings can have the best of intentions and still cause other people to feel emotions. You know, recently I sent a text to a friend and I felt like it was really coming from a beautiful, open-hearted, genuine place. And the response back that I got um, felt like 
wow, they read that text in a completely different way than how I sent it. And it made me feel really bad and regretful. But I extended room for forgiveness. That texts sometimes aren't the best way to get a message across. I also went easy on myself saying, hey, you know, my enthusiasm doesn't have to be their enthusiasm. I know that I want love and joy and peace in their lives. And if I missed the mark, I am sorry. And I wrote that back in the text. I said, you know what? If I missed the mark, if I, you know, put any undue pressure on you, I am truly sorry. And number four, we try it out. We are so determined to prove ourselves right that we often don't try something different, even if we are willing to do that or if, if, if we've seen it work with other people. So we try it out. So when you're looking in the mirror and you notice that thought where you're being sassy and you feel that it doesn't, it feels like a put down and you start to explore where you can maybe find a little bit of forgiveness for the way that you're talking or maybe you can go a little easier on yourself. And in that moment, you're trying it out. We've all heard that quote that this idea, you know, that maybe sums up some of the, the core truth of, of the power of kindness. That quote that says, you know, you attract more, more bees or more flies or whatever with honey than vinegar. And it's the same thing inside of us. We respond to those words of praise, of words of kindness, of acts of generosity and grace and love. We know that we like that in our lives. So why aren't we doing it to ourselves? What would it look like to really be kind and enjoying your life from right here, right now? All right, my friends, I love you so much and I will chat with you next week. Bye. Hello, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works, we can keep working together for six months or a year. And I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk. Thank you.